Blog Talk Radio. Because you're you're always ignoring my comments about the Bills online, but until this week, 
<laughs> but um, nice. I was I was at home with my family, um, and you you learn to not expect too much, and so you, there were too many too many things up in the air. So it was just me and my wife and my three right. girls, and my wife was in wine chair, and um, I was on the couch. My twelve year old who doesn't watch football at all was cuddled up next to me. So that was fantastic. <laughs> she, she wasn't hiding. Nice. Um, my ten year old was sitting there. And then my six-year-old, all three little girls, basically she was marching up and down the, the uh, living room. And Dalton throws the pass, and mm-hmm. we're all just... I, I start screaming, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know that, okay, there's another there's another play to go. But then they're right. in, because right. um, whoever, whoever the guy is runs the ball in, and I just go, I don't know, can I say batshit crazy on the radio? Yes, you can. You can say whatever the hell you want. It's a podcast, bro. Okay. Like, fantastic. In that case, my six-year-old went batshit crazy. I went batshit crazy. He starts dancing like a crazy kid. And it was seriously, um, it was pure joy. Pure, unexpected joy. Nice. Nice. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And, and before I go to you, Dave, like, I have, yeah. I must say I have, like, an aunt who, who's really like my mom's cousin. Who's a mm-hmm. who's lived in Rochester for like several years, right? She relocated back to Florida, um, but she was one of the most, one of the most long-suffering Bills fans I had I know. And I met I, like soon as I swear to God, as soon as I got get off the phone of this podcast, I'm going to ask my mother to put me in touch with my cousin Bessie because I know she's been agonizing this for the past 18 years, and I just want to mm-hmm. get her response, but but. But but it just goes to show you, that, you know, how cool this moment is. But uh, Dave, my man Dave, and, like, before yeah. I get to you, bro, I'm just going to tell a quick story, and you can feel free to jump in. Remember when we were in college, and it was, I guess, 1993-ish or 94-ish, I guess, when your beloved Bills fell behind the Houston Oilers 35-3 to back when they were called the Oilers? And oh, the big comeback. You and the yeah. Moore brothers. Yes, yes. You and the Moore brothers were sitting there all pissed off, and you about to throw <laughs> shit at the TV, and <laughs> you guys. Were and just then they had a crazy it. second half. I know, dude. It, it was, was like thirty. It was great. One of the best. It was the, the best comeback ever seen in my life. Actually, the best com- com- comeback ever. And you guys they won like, something I mean, like. You were uh, it was like forty-one thirty-eight in overtime. I remember that yeah, well. That yeah, was it went uh, overtime. That was amazing, and that was that was in Buffalo, and oh my, that was one of the, the great sporting memories of my life. I, yeah, I remember. I mean, and you know, I, you know, and, and you wouldn't know it like if I was to come, like when I came back to check on you guys, <laughs> you guys were like a total <laughs> different mood. It was so fun, it was like night and day. But at any rate, Dave, where where the hell were you when that moment in Baltimore happened? that propelled your beloved Bills to the playoffs? Well, let me tell you, uh, you know, Sean mentioned that, you know, as a Bills fan, not to expect too much. I think Sean puts me to shame as a Bills fan. I, I, I got to confess that um, oh. I, was watching, oh, I was watching football with my buddy Zolf. <laughs> but um, I, I live out on the West Coast on Vancouver now, which is kind of Seahawks country. So right. we were flipping back and forth between the, the Seahawks game and the Falcons game. 
to see if uh, the Seahawks were going to get in. Because, um, you know, I, I hate to say it, it's going to put me to shame, but, you know, going into week 17, um, I thought the Bills' chances were, like, I read somewhere, you know, that the Ravens have a nice yeah, 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 exactly. They had like a 97% yeah. chance to get in, and the Bills were only at 3%. So you figure the Bills could probably take care of the Dolphins, but right. I did not really expect much from the Bungles. But, uh, so <laughs> when I found out about it, it was, it was actually uh, – uh, it, was, it was a highlight update while, while I'm watching the other games, and I'm absolutely – stunned and happy and, and surprised, but see, I had such low expectations. I mean, I was going, um, I was going on a little trip down memory lane today. And, um, so I was watching uh, mm-hmm. footage of the 1990 game where, uh, you know, Scott Norwood missed it, right. The, the field goal at the end uh, against the Giants. Yeah. You know, and that was, yeah, that was really that. their best chance, you know, and then you had right. kind of the Atlanta brave right. years where they, they kept, losing Super Bowls, but that mm-hmm. that was really their best chance. You know, Jim Kelly and Thurman Munson, you know, brought them all the way down the field. And then, uh, you know, Thomas, Norwood, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he wasn't good on kicking field goals on grass or whatever. And he just, uh, he just, he screwed he just, us over. That's what he did. Yeah. And, you know, actually I was, I was with my wife in a casino recently and they had a TV, you know what they're playing on the TV? That ESPN Uh-oh, documentary, The Four Falls of Buffalo. <laughs> I was going to ask you, have you caught that 30 for 30 and had those memories just come back? It's like, yeah. like torture. I mean, <laughs> but, but, you know, we don't have to think I mean, about, we don't have to think about the pain and the right. suffering right now. I mean, we can, we can right. live another, another week and we can uh, just kind of ride this train for a while. Uh, uh, let me guess, bring Sean into this uh, because I don't want to dwell too much on memory lane here. But watching that third for third right quick, I'm gonna touch on this right quick, Sean. It's like mm-hmm. you have to wonder sometimes, what if? Like, because I watched the Super Bowl from start to finish, and it was Which one was that one? The college. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, that was that was that was the Giants and the Bills, and yeah. Um, and I remember that miss like as if it was like as if it was yesterday because first of all the Bills I don't know if you you remember the Bills were favored to win and you know the Giants had this this awesome game plan of like pretty much keep playing keep away you know what I mean like they held mm-hmm, the ball mm-hmm. for damn near forty minutes and it's not it's not what what the Bills did wrong it's what the Giants did right but, but up until the end you guys had. I mean, Norwood was a damn good, good, good kicker that season. I mean, a lot of people tend to forget that. And uh, he was one of the more accurate kickers. But it's it's the moment, man. It's like he was right in his range, <clears throat> and he just pushed it just – I forgot what's the right or left. It, well, it was just well, Trust off. me, trust right. me. You, you, you wouldn't have to ask that question to anyone in Buffalo. It was wide right. <laughs> that is okay. not even a question here. I mean, no bumper sticker oh, saying dude. that. I mean, it's just. <laughs> but here's the funny thing, stuff. With the whole thing for crying out loud. Yeah. Oh, well, the whole shit, Bill but... Super, whole Super Bowl era. Here's the thing. I was in college in Texas for 90, between 94 and 97. Right. And that was a big part of that era. Right. I, as an international student, I didn't give a damn about the football. 
I didn't know what was going right. on. I, I watched that. I think one of those yeah. I watched one of those Super Bowl games, I think. Um and I didn't yeah. even know what was happening. And I I try put it this way, I didn't expect to find myself living in Western New York. I didn't expect to find myself right. living in Buffalo. So fast forward a couple of years, five years, I'm living here, married a girl from here and mm-hmm. that's that's fantastic. But I still didn't give right. a care about the football because I was a rugby guy and I was a cricket guy. Right. But I started to really miss the, the um the, the ritual of yelling at the television on a Sunday afternoon. I started to get into <laughs> the football and become a part of the this area and this became my adopted hometown. And mm-hmm. um it's trust me, it has been a very, very cool ride for everyone here. And um Oh yeah. One of the one of the funniest things has been, obviously, and I'm sure you'll get to this eventually, the um, sure, the, sure, the sure. new Buffalo has a new hero. It's Andy Dalton. Mm. That's right. We're the in love with him. Bear That's that's your bear crush. I remember you all over Facebook talking, extolling your virtues towards Andy Dalton in your overture yes. of your bear crush. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm sure you're not the only one, dude. No, well, I was looking at the numbers, and um, I think it started off saying there was like the people donating to his his <clears throat> wife's foundation, and the, right. the amount of the people are, are donating is seventeen bucks, which is a buck for every yep. year that the Bills were out of the playoffs. And you hear the right. number coming at it: seventy-five thousand bucks, then se- uh, sorry, forty-five thousand, then seventy, then one hundred and seventy thousand. My wife and I are at mm-hmm. dinner tonight. And on the television, do you know how much, what it's currently up to? 246000 bucks. that Bill supporters awesome. have put into the Andy Dalton Foundation. That's how exciting That's awesome. Are. That's seriously awesome. That's seriously awesome. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, and, and actually, I'm going to hop back to you, Sean. It's like I remember we, you and I, you, myself, I think Jeremy Winters, and a couple of mm-hmm. other memorable characters in our dorm, we had a full-on debate slash it wasn't even an argument. It was just a fun debate on rugby v. NFL. That was one of the most classic arguments. And I think you, 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 you may have made fun of Warren Sapp's fat ass getting off the grass and walking back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big fella. He was a big fella. <laughs> he is. And just, yeah. you know, when everybody's constantly moving to rugby, you know, you got these guys <laughs> off the ground. The way you said it was hilarious. But um, but nevertheless, I'm I, sure I said it was a podcast for another time. Oh, no, that's okay. I was going to say this is another podcast for another time, but I actually have become a fan of rugby. Believe it or not. Really? I've become a big Especially the seven. You know what did it for me, right quick? The mm-hmm. seven or the, 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 the rugby seven at the Olympics. I know there's yeah, not traditional rugby per se, but it was exciting as hell. And yeah. I, I was riveted, dude. I was riveted. So I'm, I'm a fan. I, I'm a I'm a self-professed fan of rugby. So there you go. Here's the You're same right, thing. I you and me, have, I like football, you like rugby. Who would have thought it, eh? <laughs> I know, right? That's some weird mm-hmm. shit. But, um, but, uh, but Dave. Yo, we yeah. I saw like and this was both of y'all really, I've seen videos of like folks just happy. Like one well, of course were you know, was like like were the bills in the in the locker room upon that Andy Dalton pass, they were like jumping around, but 
there was a cool scene at the stadium, at, at, at Ralph Wilson Stadium, where um, they were watching one of the big screens, right? Well, they had several big screens. And now, when, when, I think it was like, the, um, at the Dolphin yeah. Stadium. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You're right. You're right. It was right after you guys beat the Dolphins, obviously. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I remember hearing one – right. And it was a – it was a, it was a, I remember a few of the fans saying, one more pass, one more pass. And it all went down the middle. And, the, and of course, the rest of the history, they, they were, like, cheering. The fans were, like, going ape shit and everything. It was awesome. I mean, me, I was sitting here because it's a local game, right? So I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the kitchen watching it. And I'm thinking fourth and twelve, you know. I, and of course, being a Steelers fan, I despise the Ravens. So I think, oh crap, you know, <laughs> they, you know, you know, the Bengals gonna blow it. And all of a sudden, that pass happened. I was like, whoa! I literally like yelled, oh, like that. And then I thought about you guys and Arthur Gonzalez and the rest of Bills fans that we all know. And, and then the yep. internet was lit, and it was just crazy. So. um so, so Dave, do you? I'm sure you got a family still in, in Ontario. Um, do you? Yeah. Do you have an idea of how of how like pretty much that part of Ontario is pretty much like Bills fans there as well, especially like Toronto and everything else. But do, it, it, do you have a, a pulse, an idea of how it's like back home, so to speak? Oh yeah, I have. Um, you know, uh, I grew up in Toronto, so uh, right, right. Buffalo is almost like a sister city to Toronto because uh, mm. when I grew up, you know, of course, we're all exposed to Buffalo sports on TV, you know, with the Bills, the Sabres, um, Eyewitness News with Irv Weinstein. And uh, <laughs> even I even remember watching uh, Buffalo Braves with uh, Gar Hurd and Bob McAdoo. So, wow. Uh, and got, wow. Yeah, and you got and they're actually, you know, they're actually a pretty decent team. And, uh, of mm-hmm. course, you got a lot of uh, people from Toronto and, and the Golden Horseshoe area of southern Ontario that go down to uh, the Bills games. And uh, I remember even my <clears throat> grandfather was uh, was a Buffalo Bills fan. So, um, mm-hmm. like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm out in Vancouver on the West Coast now in, in Seahawks country, so it's pretty, pretty hard to find, uh, you know, diehard Buffalo Bills fans out here. But in Toronto – You'll have you'll have no problem. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's rooting for the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. Another another connection that uh, the Bills have with Toronto is that they've actually played NFL games uh, in Toronto. They've, they've experimented with that, right? And um, mm-hmm. you know, and and who knows, you know, what's what's going to happen? What's going to happen there? I mean, you know, I mean, I I, I would like to see um, the Buffalo Bills succeed in Buffalo. It, it didn't really work in right. Toronto for various reasons. I mean, yeah. you know, for example, you know, the games weren't that great. You know, they played the Jets, and it wasn't, you know, it was kind of a uh, a clunker of a game, and plus the, the tickets mm-hmm. were, were too expensive. And then another <clears> thing <throat> why uh, the NFL uh, hasn't succeeded in Toronto was um, really no place to have a tailgate party around the stadium, and that's a, that's a big part of the NFL that's culture. Right. It's downtown. It's a big uh, part right. of Buffalo. It, it yeah. As well. you, go, you go early, you, you know, smoke up the barbie and have a couple of pints or, you know. <laughs> 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 you 
So, Body slam no folks on, on like car tables, drunk. <laughs> you get to no burn those place. things, baby. <laughs> yeah, you guys love the party, but go ahead. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. It's okay. But there's really no place to do that in, in Toronto. But still, there 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 is that connection there. Even though the Bills experiment uh, in Toronto, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a success. But the fans are still there sure. in droves. So this is this is yeah. huge, you know. So anyway, if yeah. uh, Scott, if we got time, I could just quickly tell you another just another anecdote. You're mentioning, you know, college sure, days and stuff like that. Um, the, the, night, the, the 1990 season, uh, when the Bills played the Giants in the Super Bowl, I actually had to work that afternoon. So I was actually in the library oh, working. No. <laughs> but I had the game. I had the game going on the radio. Okay. So okay. Uh, I'm working, but I'm listening to the game on the radio at the same time. So we get down to the end of the game. You know, Jim Kelly, Thurman Munson go the length of the field, and now it's, you know, Scott Norwood's turn to hopefully win the game and uh, they set up for the field goal and then the ball is snapped and just at that moment the signal faded on the radio no way no yeah it was it's it's like an episode of everybody loves raymond you know i think i think that happened (laughs) on everybody loves raymond so i didn't know who won the game until later i had to find out about it later so even oh more suffering as a Bills fan. <laughs> it's like a nightmare. It's like this just can't be happening. I mean, the, the signal goes out. You have to find out through the grapevine. Like I don't know how many minutes later. It seems like forever. I'm sure. And you're like, yeah, it can't be happening. You it can't one of those things that can't be happening. Sure, I'm like, yeah, bro, like you you are you are in Western New York, so I know you've seen it firsthand. What's it like, bro? What, what, what's, right like, what's it been like the past few days? Yeah. Well, put the past few days, after, after the game, you know what, like I said, I started to get, watch the game with my wife and my girls in the living room, and then this is right. New Year's Eve, so my wife and I <laughs> went over to our local pub, The Jug, in Youngstown, and walked in, and just people went crazy. You walk in, and everyone started cheering. I mean, we just, we just oh, watched wow. people going in for a drink, and everyone just starts cheering because they know why we're there. And um, the, the owner of the bar, his name's Mike Costello, he's had season tickets since 1977. And he's missed two mm. games in that in time, time. And so he was there just feeling as happy as Larry. And we walk in. Sure. And I don't know where they got it from. There was a, a Bill's helmet sitting in there. And everyone who walked mm-hmm. into the bar had to put the helmet on. And you put the helmet on, everyone <laughs> oh. cheers for you. Now, I don't know if you remember, <laughs> nice. but I did not have a small cranium. <laughs> so, I had to put the helmet on. My ears, yeah, I think, yeah. are still hurting because I had to put that stupid bloody <laughs> helmet on. But, but you put oh, it on, man. cheering, and the place went crazy. It was fantastic. Um, that is awesome. And one more little story. Yeah, and one more little story about it. Um, the next sure, day, sure. I'm back at school. Up, um, no, two days later, I'm back at school after break. I'm a, I'm a teacher in the district in the area. Right. right. And um, one of the guys, one of my friends who lives, lives, works across the hall from me, he lives in Orchard Park. He lives in the suburbs at the stadium. Oh, is. wow. Yeah. And so he, and he's a lifelong Buffalo guy, and he was obviously ecstatic. And we go, we go between periods, we're talking in the hall, and he's just wide-eyed. And he looks at me, he goes, Sean, 
none of these kids have ever seen their team in the postseason. Because this is a high school. Wow, right? that's right. The oldest kid, and this yeah. is halfway through the year. The kids are, I think, out of all my students, maybe one or two um, seniors and juniors, one or two of those kids were technically alive. Uh, I think it was, was it January 8, 2000. Yeah. So, so wow. all I've ever seen, that they have never seen their team in the postseason. It's a, this is just one building, 1,500-plus kids. And... Yeah. The funny thing is, they don't know what to do. They don't know. I mean, they, they don't know postseasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> <laughs> it's pretty weird. Um, so, and I'm I'm having to learn this because, like I said, I've lived here 17 years. 17 years of not making it through. I was like, okay, what are we going to do? And that's so. Getting back yeah. to what the the vibe is this week, I think part of the the fun is one, um, sending Andy Dalton money, which is a lot of fun. But secondly, right. it's just making plans for next weekend. Um, and I'm a I'm a church going yeah. guy, and I've got this I've got this sort of tear within me right now. Do I go to church and be a good guy and try and have try and have God on my side for the game, or there you go. do I just do I just skip that and start partying from seven o'clock in the morning? Go I really don't have an answer to that. He's right a loving now. God. He's a loving God. <laughs> He's a loving God, dude. I'm sure he'll be cool about it. You know what? I'm 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 hoping. I'm what? hoping. Um, yeah. You can watch it on your phone <laughs> with the volume turned down. That's well, right. Here's another funny sure story can. about that. Al Preacher, <laughs> yeah. um, he is like a, a diehard Bills fan, and um, he yeah. had a I think it was a quick couple bypass about five years ago. Ooh, so after the game, I text I texted his daughter to see like is he okay <laughs> because he's a, he's a big fan and I mean, this this is a this is a pizza and wings eating city. That's not good for a person's yeah. heart. So, um, right, exactly. It's fatty. There's a lot of <laughs> it's a little fatty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of stress going on. There's there's stress, but it's good stress, you know. Right. Um, well, well, let me ask you this right quick. Um, and I'll, Dave, I'll start with you. Um, the future of the Bills. I mean, I, I mean, you guys got a great, a, a damn good coach from like from the Panthers. He was former defensive coordinator Sean McDermott, and mm-hmm. there was some issues with the quarterback how they were handling Tyler Taylor with Nathan Peterman. So, I'll I'll start with you, Dave, and I'll shift it to Sean right quick. Is is, is Tyler Taylor your quarterback for the future? Do you guys need to draft a quarterback, and then like in a few more months? Well, what's the what's the feeling on on Ty? What, what's your feeling on Ty Rock, personally? Um, well, I tell you, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting game uh, next Sunday against right. uh, Jacksonville. I mean, you know, I, you know, I think the key to that game is, or one of the big keys to that game is uh, whether Lashane McCoy's ankle is going to be ready to play and if it's not that kind of yeah it kind of throws everything into into the whack you know because uh, then you're going to have to rely on um you know you're going to have to rely on maybe marcus murphy um Mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe tyrod taylor is going to have to do a little bit more running you know a little bit more russell wilson scrambling kind of thing right um so yeah, I don't know. That's that's uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. It's uh, you know, I I really thought the Bills 
you know, they had such a good start, you know, they were, they were like five and two. And then I was like, Oh, this is great. And then they got, you know, blown out for yeah. two games in a row. You know, they're not five and five and then they're, you know, kind of six and six. And I thought, Oh, well, forget it. I mean, you know, it's, it's another, <laughs> it's another letdown, but you know, look what they did down the stretch. I think they won, what is it? Something like four out of their last six games. And the only games they lost, yeah. which are the Patriots, you know, which they kill the Buffalo Bills all the time, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to wait and see what uh, next Sunday's game brings and uh, what Tyrod can, I mean, I like them. You know, Bills are just very entertaining team to watch. And, um, Really, it's I would give I would give Jacksonville the slight edge, especially if uh, Lashane McCoy doesn't play. Um, mm-hmm. If he doesn't play, I think my prediction would be the Jags by six. But if um, if if his ankle, you know, is okay and he gets you know shot up with some steroids or something and his ankle holds out, <laughs> I think the Bills. <laughs> I think the Bills could, you know, pull it out. They could maybe win by four points, you know. Mm. Uh, I think Where's it's going to be an sorry. interesting game. Sorry. You know, I, I think yeah, it's going to be pretty, just, pretty close. It's going to be pretty close. No matter it should be guys. close. It should be competitive. Yeah. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts, Sean? Like, Tyler Taylor, yeah, nay. And, and the, and the um, Bills are coming in, too. Well, here's the thing. I, I do not believe that Tyler Taylor is a legitimate um, a franchise quarterback. He's he's That's been fair. there long enough. He's been in played for the team long enough. He's played in the league long enough, and he does some mm-hmm. great stuff. But he just doesn't have the consistency to be at the level of a playoff team consistently. Um, sure. And that's why McDermott benched him. And I think, and obviously, it <laughs> the um, was it Peterman um, that that didn't work yeah. out too well. But having said no, that, I, I think that I think it was a good. Dis- oh yeah, five interceptions in the first half was pretty lame. But I think what it did is it put a fire under his ass to perform, and we've seen, and he hasn't yeah. been perfect, but he's performed. And so, even right. though that didn't work out for that game, it you look down the stretch a little bit longer, and it it paid off pretty well. But back to the question of whether um, uh, thyroid is a the long term, no, I don't think so. Having said that, sure. if he takes the Super Bowl or anywhere close to it, um, all bets are off. Mm. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, because you guys have been looking, sorry about that, show, you guys have been looking for QB since Jim Kelly. And that's been how many years ago? Um, so, probably, what, 17, I guess? Yeah, well, here's a, here's a statistic for you. I think on the last um, okay. game that the Patriots played at the Bills, at the Ralph, um, uh-huh. uh, Tom Brady, um, he became the guy, the quarterback to have scored more touchdowns at the Ralph since Tim Kelly. Mm. He's, wow. he's scored more touchdowns wow. than any other quarterback there. And that just says everything. And so as oh, far as Sunday's God. game goes... Yeah, it's pretty crappy, right? Uh-huh. Um, so, unless as long as as long as Belichick doesn't find a way to get Brady into their squad, and who knows, he can do uh-huh. anything. Um, right. As long as we don't find ourselves mysteriously playing Brady this Sunday, right. we've got a really good chance. Yep. <laughs> right, right, but exactly. You never it, know, it's man. just one of those those uh, matchups. You know, what I'm saying it's 
I mean, he, Brady does that to everyone. Screw him. But, you know, especially he put he, – he's broken the hearts of your bills many times. But it should be entertaining. This is great. And this 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 conversation has has been great. We're at the top of the hour. But I'll be thinking of y'all the Sunday – I guess y'all, y'all play Sunday, Sunday or Saturday. You, you play Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, one o'clock. about church. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be thinking of. I'll be thinking of y'all. Yeah, I'll, I'll be thinking of y'all come Sunday, man. And you know, I'm, I, I, I'll definitely be, be, be uh, pulling for y'all. I'll definitely be pulling thank for you very y'all. Much. But hey, man. Hey, thank y'all. Well, thanks, hey, Scott. Y'all take care. So that's. Oh, you're welcome. That's so that's my guys, Dave Baker and Sean Scarsby, two college buddies of mine who are part of Bill Mafia, Bill's Mafia. It's just awesome. It's awesome to see a team like that with a passionate fan base such as Buffalo's back in the playoffs. First time in damn near generation. And so it's a cool thing. And speaking of the Bills, the team that helped get them there, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I have a, a, one of my front brothers on the line. He's actually a line brother of mine. He's a big-time Bengals fan. You can hear him more locally sometimes on WLW uh, 700. Uh, he's one, the one and only Andre Edwards. Andre, brother man, how you doing? <laughs> I'd be doing much better if I was a Bills fan, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, man, I got to play this right quick for you. It's one of those it, – it, well, well, actually, no, no, I'll play later, but, but right quick. When you saw that – well, first of all, when you saw the game, I was like like um, like, like fans need – well, the, the, the uh, Bengals fans, excuse me, were thinking – where was this shit all year? Where was where was this man? Been? I mean, where, like, I mean, like, why haven't they played this great all year? So it, this is this is typical Bengals, though, man. You <laughs> if you watch if you watch games, especially in years when we're not like a legit playoff contender, it'll be mm-hmm. the Bengals will win, you know, two or three games throughout the season. Season's terrible. It's not a lot of fun to watch, and then. Tune in about the last three or four games of the year, and I promise you they win two to three of those games, which, quote, unquote, builds excitement and momentum for the next year. I knew Uh so much so. I knew the Bengals were going to win not only that Detroit game, but that Baltimore game so much so that I haven't been to a game since my group and I did the national anthem at the Philadelphia game last year. So – Oh, wow. Since then, I haven't been to a game. And I'm used to, I am used. usually go to two, three games a year. I actually went what? to that Detroit game because I was like, you know what? Oh, you did. These fools are going to mess around and win this game. Like, this is the one, right? And because the odds were against them in Baltimore, excuse me, and also because I just have no respect for Baltimore whatsoever, I think Joe Flacco is a right. terrible quarterback. I was like, the Bengals, right. gonna, they're gonna, like, they'll beat exactly. Baltimore too. But let me ask you this. Speaking about Baltimore, and we'll get to what we're going to get to in a minute. Um, what the hell was that twenty-seven nothing week one loss? I was I was like, when I saw that game, I watched it here at the house. When I saw that game, no, no, no. Uh, what the hell is that? Buffalo Wild Wings in silver in the, in the Kenwood. I I was like, this is going to be a long ass year because I heard the Boo Birds right. It wasn't even the damn right. playoff crying out loud. And they were like right. cats in, 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 in the restaurant just like, 
throwing their throwing their wings down the plate and just gave them the stupefied look. It's like not even competitive. That's when I knew it was gonna be a long ass year for you guys because normally you guys own Baltimore, and for for for, for that to come out at home and not score a damn point at home, let yeah. Baltimore come in your house, put their feet up on the couch, screw your girl, and then smack your kids around, then leave. Well, actually, kick yeah. your dog and then leave. It, it's 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 that's what I knew, man. This is this was so, Marvin Lewis's last year. I swore up and down this is the last year. So, and so, and I know it, I'm yeah, I'm completely So that that yeah. first game, because again, I just have I have an utter disdain for the the Ravens. Not in the not in the same way I have a disdain for Pittsburgh. Like I hate Pittsburgh, and you know that. But well, that's more so <laughs> more so out of jealousy and and just the fact that like my boys can't get over the hump versus them. But my disdain for Baltimore mm-hmm. is like I I genuinely think they suck. Like honestly, they their wide receiver <laughs> core is terrible. Their quarterback is an idiot. Yeah. And until they found that young boy at the Collins or whatever his name is, a running back at the end of the year, their running game was shit. So don't come talking to me about Baltimore this, Baltimore that. <laughs> their defense is decent. Their offense is garbage. So, right. walking into game, walking into game one at home versus Baltimore, I'm like, we got this, right? We got this. Sure. Like, I, right. I, I'm good. Like, I feel real good. I'm real confident about the start of this season. We're gonna be one to know. You know what's what's Houston? Let me make sure I check and see what Houston's looking like. Oh, Tom Savage is garbage. Cool. We should be two and zero. You know, after next week. Cool. I'm good. <laughs> so I sit and I watch that first game, and I'm like, "What in the holy hell is happening right now?" <laughs> like almost, almost like that that feeling of utter disbelief. Oh, right. I'm just like. What what am I watching? Who? What, wait a minute. Wait wait wait. I clearly have the wrong. This is the Browns game. Let me flip. Wait. Let me find the Bengals. Yeah, the yeah. Bengals aren't on right now. Let me find. <laughs> let me find my team because I don't know who this team is. Right. Like, right. you know, the last two three years, Andy Dalton doesn't turn the ball over a ton. I think he had four four or five turnovers. Um, you know, the fears of ooh, what's this offensive line gonna look like? I think they might be okay. Man, oh boy, he and mm-hmm. Fisher were getting beat like a drum. Terrell Suggs spent yeah. more time in the backfield than Jeremy Hill, Joe Mixon, and Giovanni Bernard combined. Um, mm. You know, and then you're you're doing things like Jeremy Hill is starting. I've seen Jeremy Hill for the last two years. He sucks. You drafted right. Joe Mixon in the second <laughs> round and took a chance on this dude in the second round. You got all the media backlash. You got all the fan backlash because you know this guy mm-hmm. is talented and can make it happen. And you decided to go with Jeremy Hill. What? What are you doing? <laughs> and kind of like you from now. I'm not laughing at you, by the way. No, mm-hmm. no, no. But 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 kind of like you from that moment on, it was like, uh oh, this might not. Wow, this might not work out the way I thought it was going to work out. <clears throat> right. I could have sworn you guys were going to take out Baltimore. I seriously could have oh. sworn. I was so damn shot. It was it was it was breathtaking to watch. It was not a good way, obviously. It was just well, no, crazy. No, no. And, and I think, like, 
you know what? I would have been, I would, I would have been, I would, I'm not saying I would have been okay, but had the Bengals lost to Baltimore, you know, 24 to 20, uh, 17, 14 on a 75 yard field goal by their kicker. Like, you know, I mean, like <laughs> Justin Tucker's amazing. All right, cool. I get it. Fine. Like, dang, we should have won that game, but cool. To get beat 20 to nothing, and really for that score to feel more like 50 to nothing, like the Bengals had nothing. They they had nothing. Yeah. And it felt a whole hell of a lot worse than 20 to nothing. Right. Right. It was it was a beatdown. It was it was it was a beatdown man proportion. I mean because and, and that's why you fast forward to what happened in week 17. It's like you guys came out on the high still on all still. You guys got to pick six on a freak drop by that one yep. that scrub like wide receiver. Let's put it this way, man. Your wide receiver is so bad, including Mike Wallace. You and I can outrun their wide receivers. That's how bad they are. No okay? doubt. No, and, dude, they're yeah. terrible. They're <laughs> terrible. They're terrible. Open against this, this they're garbage, terrible. man. I mean, it's it just goes to show you, and they still play. They play way above their heads because this is so terrible. But I it's mean, that, it's that that defense. Their defense is good, and their special teams mm-hmm. is decent enough to help them. And every once in a while, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco will hit a wide-open wide receiver who's like, holy crap, I'm wide open. Let me go run to the end zone. Nine, they, are the, they are the sorriest 9-7 and team I have ever seen, ever. Oh, boy. And they were this close to making the playoffs as a fifth seed. Uh, so speaking of which, which I know that was gratifying for you, it was sure as hell gratifying for me because I despise the Ravens um, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Um, you know, when that take me to that fourth and twelfth play, all right, you're sitting there, you're probably thinking, "Holy shit, it's over! What the hell? Might as well just ride this string out for the like." And then all of a sudden, dude just goes over the middle, hits Tyler Board, who's been quiet this season before the game, and right. he takes it to the house. I, I so literally, I was sitting, I was sitting in the kitchen watching. I was like, "Whoa!" Back up before that. Let me, let me start before that because the okay. Bengals get the ball, and the first down of that, I think it was two incomplete passes, and then like a like a three yard gain to Tyler Croft right before that fourth down. So at this point in time, I'm like, "These dudes are really tripping." Like. You got two incomplete passes, and on third and ten at that, or third and you know third and twelve at that point, you're gonna throw or third and fifteen. My apologies, third and fifteen. You're gonna throw mm-hmm. a three yard pass, three yards. Like you're not even trying <laughs> at this point, right? <laughs> so I'm not holding out any kind of hope whatsoever that you're even going to get a first down <laughs> to try and kick a, right. a game tying field goal to go into overtime. I'm like this joint is over. I'm yeah, hanging out with the wife, hanging out with the kids. We're making fondue because that's our little like uh, uh, New Year's Eve tradition for dinner. We do a little fondue. Okay. With him. Like kind of halfway paying attention, but really being like, "Hey man, don't drip cheese on the floor." Um, hey, scoot up to the table, and so you don't spill this. And then I kind of look up. It's mm-hmm. more than twelve. I'm like, "All right, I'm about to get ready." I basically grab the controller so I can turn get ready to turn this off. I'm gonna just watch this last play. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the ball is released from Andy Dalton's hand, and it was like slow motion. I'm like, who's he throwing to? 
Because the first person yeah. in the screen yeah, yeah. was a Ravens defender jumping in the air. And I was like, he about to tip it, and it's going to be intercepted. Yeah. Nope, it went over his head. Who's back there? And then you see A.J. Green running down the sideline. I'm like, he totally missed A.J. Like, he missed him altogether. He finally throws the ball inbounds down the sideline, and he totally missed. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's not throwing it to A.J. He's throwing it to Tyler Boyd. Wait a minute. 83, that is Tyler Boyd. Where the hell has he been all year? And the next thing you know, it's like, exactly. oh, my God. Oh, my God. He actually read it. This is amazing. And probably for the first time all year, I actually got semi-excited about what happened mm-hmm. on my television screen yeah. as far as the Bengals were. It was a great moment. Like, if I could just capture that, bottle it, and be like, yeah, this is what the Bengal season is supposed to be like all the time. That that would be perfect for me. Mhm, mhm. Uh, dude, that was that was that was that was awesome. I was like, oh, when when first we made a catch, I was like, oh. Then he just took off running past us, race past the second. There, I was like, oh shit! I was like, whoa! I was like, whoa! Yeah, because my initial my initial reaction was he's gonna catch it, he'll get tackled, and you know it would be fitting if. Randy Bullock misses the field goal. (laughs) (laughs) That would just be so big, right? Like, you get the ball, he catches it at the 10, turns the run, gets tackled at the 7, they get stopped next three, and they're like, okay, cool, we're content to kick this uh, game-tying field goal. And instead of making it, they miss it, and Baltimore goes to the playoffs. Like, that would be super fitting for the season. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, but to spoil, much, much but to spoil surprise, Baltimore's season. Oh, it was great. It was great. Because yeah. friends of mine and I were talking beforehand of like, all right, what would you what would you rather? Would you rather the Bengals lose and secure a top ten pick? And we weren't quite sure where where they would finish at, at that point if they won, but we were mm-hmm. short of a top ten pick, I believe, if we lost that game. So it was like, <clears throat> do you lose this game and get a top ten pick? Or do you hope that they win this game and you knock Baltimore out of the playoffs and you drop a few slots to wherever you're going to be draft-wise? I was like, man, anytime you can knock Baltimore and or Pittsburgh out of the playoffs, make it happen. I don't give a damn who it is. I don't give a damn what. I don't care if that takes you from we had a top five pick and now we're drafting number 15. I don't care. Win that game. Right. Right. And y'all did. Y'all win. And yeah. that, you know what that led to? That led to uh, Marvin Lewis. The question surrounding uh, Marvin Lewis. I could have sworn he was going to be gone. I could have sworn he was going to take a front office job at the very least and just leave, just leave it be. But as soon as that press conference rolled around, and, he, and I'm sure yeah. you remember this, they said he uh, wasn't sure. Al, uh, oh, shit, they're going to keep him. They're going to keep him. And lo and behold, <laughs> This happened. This, this sound happened here. <laughs> he stuck around. <laughs> he stuck around. The two ah. years. I, I figured like that. Two years extension. I'm like, ah, oh, hell no. I was laughing out ah. loud. And I just saw the flood of Bengals fans from you and a couple of my, ah. my in-laws and all of my front brothers, man. They were just went off. Y'all were not like, so like, you know, 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 know,
like I was going to add one bit here. Like I think it was Brian Swan or somebody from from like like from DGL. But that's not the Gamma Lambda chapter about for Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said yes, that he, he he yeah exactly. He saw somewhere that it said quote. I wish I could find someone who loved me like Mike Mike Brown loves Marvin Lewis. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. That's exactly right. Like, look, man. Oh. I, I, I'm married yeah, and got two kids. I don't think I don't think my wife loves me that much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's love, bro. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. That's oh, like you know. Take you back anyway, baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah. so oh like, my three god! Weeks ago, three weeks ago, when Schefter dropped that report, that was like, "Hey, yeah, goes, uh looks like Mama Lewis moving on." And then Rappaport came out and like backed that shit up. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Let me it's start happening. like I started googling coaches. And like I started googling like who's the offensive coordinator for like Philadelphia? Who's the who's yeah. the offensive coordinator for for Pittsburgh? Who who's who's a couple of hot like ooh? What about Brian Kelly? Oh, what about uh uh Peterson, the dude who's out at the University of Washington? He knows how to use John right, Ross. Right. Like my whole my whole Google search like if you went back for that two week period because right because like it was it was a week of speculation and the next week. They played like hell against uh, uh, Minnesota, and it was like, yeah, he's right. definitely gone. I like if you look at my search history for those two weeks, it's nothing but offensive coordinators of NFL teams and top uh, uh, college coaches. Like, period. That's all I look mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. we gonna we gonna find. Look, I'm gonna do all the research to make sure the Bengals know who their next coach should be. They ain't gonna ask nobody else. Just come ask me. I tell you who you need. <laughs> Hey, I was ready to go, son. If if by chance uh, somebody uh, from the Bengals accidentally dialed my number, they would I would have a list ready to go. And then, uh, like you said, that pre- that press conference happened after the season, and it was, yeah, well, what we need to do is build a better team. What we need to do is, and I was like, wait, wait, we. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean we? No, 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 no. You mean what the Bengals need to do or what the Browns need to do? You keep saying we. I, why do you keep using that word? <laughs> I, I don't think it means what you think it means. Why do you keep using it? I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and then I was like, this dude is coming back. Like, And it just, yeah. at that point in time, it started to sink in. Like, he's really, he's really coming back. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, once again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, man. I'm I praying for y'all, man. I, you know what? It's, it's so funny. I mean, there was a once upon a time in the 80s when I was, like, when we were both kids, where the Bengals actually yeah. ruled the roost in the AFC, then Central. Yeah. And yep. they even had to run in the 70s. And you know it's 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 actually fun when y'all are competitive because I I like I figured like upon moving back here and we moving here the first time around that it was all about Cleveland Cleveland right we hate Cleveland 
right? That was that was that was the vibe I got the first time around, like in the early well, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three when I was here before. Now it totally shifted to the Steelers. It's like it's kind of like the envy that I have towards the Patriots. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Actually, yeah. it's very much the same thing, and. You know, it, it, it's it's like it would be much, be a hell of a lot more fun if you guys had the years like you had two years ago when you won the division, at least or at least be a wild card, at least be very competitive to the point where the game meant something. When the game means yeah. something between our two squads, that's when it's fun. I, I don't care what anybody says. It's that's when it's no, fun. I, 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 mean, I completely you got that agree. natural and I, rivalry I think, and everything. And I think it's your. Your stance as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan to the Bengals is exactly my stance towards the Cleveland Browns. It's almost a form of 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 pity, of like, man, yeah. I really wish the guys were good because then it just makes it, it like it makes it more fun. If I know from jump it's going to be thirty-one to ten, and you really don't have a shot. Yeah, sure. I want my team to win. There's no question about that. And and I would never right. root for my team to lose. But it is a lot more fun if it's, you know, a nail biter and you're competitive and let's say it's, you know, the, you know, whatever, I can't remember what year it was, but the year it was basically a an elimination game between Pittsburgh, I think it was 2012, uh elimination mm-hmm. game between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, you know, drives down. Andy Dalton throws a pass. AJ Green catches it. Brown kicks it. We win, and it was like a just a crazy game that you know one team finished nine to seven, other team finished eight and eight. It was like wow, this is wow, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I want. Even if Pittsburgh, even if Pittsburgh wins, it's we have a shot. We have a chance. We. We are competitive, and if it's game one, that's all right. right. We'll get y'all game two when you come to our house, you know. And right. to right. to walk into that game and know, like, there's no way in hell. I would tell you, during that Pittsburgh game, Bengals went up 17 to nothing. And I was like, mm, all right, I feel pretty decent. I don't know that they'll win, but I feel pretty decent. The minute right. Pittsburgh drove down with 50-some-odd seconds left and kicked a field goal before halftime, I told – we went to Hooters, and I was sitting there with four or five of my friends. I said, this game is Talk over. Talk about the Monday night game, right? Yes. This game yeah. is over. Okay. I, I looked each and every one of them in the face, and I said, this game is over. No, Andre, it's only three points. It's only – this game is over. <laughs> and I remember won't. that because you guys had a big lead on us. And I was – because you that guys were balling. You came out balling. You were inspired. And then we got that field goal near the end of the first half. And yep. you could just tell that it was like, here we go again. Oh, no. It, yep. They're about to it do it to us again. Everything. It deflated the crowd. It deflated the team. It and, and on top of that, Pittsburgh got the ball first in the second half. They drove right down and got a touchdown and made it 17-10. This game is over. Mm. Mm. Well, being it as it may, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something else. But basically, is there is there hope? I mean, we've been talking about this for the past ever since I've known. It's like, know should we get rid of? It's always always should we get rid of Marvin Lewis? Should we move Marvin Lewis? We're gonna, do you think that Mike Brown would have given the damn to look elsewhere? 
Do you do you really think he had all that energy? To, I mean, the man is eighty. How is he? Eighty one, eighty two years old, something like that. Eighty two, I think. Do, do, I think eighty two. Okay, but do you think he would have even cared to 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 try and think outside the box? I mean, I know it's asking too much of him, but I mean, it's, it was like almost a foregone conclusion. It was almost it was too good to be true. He was yeah. going to move on from Marvin Lewis and get a coach that could take you all over the hump. So I here's my here's my take on it. Two games yeah. ago, after the Minnesota game, so you had the Chicago game where you still had a viable chance because let's let's be honest, you had lost that Pittsburgh game, and at that time I think you were five and seven. But if you won mm-hmm. out, could you could finish nine and you could finish nine and seven, which would have actually put you as the sixth seed at this point because I think that would have had you uh, with Buffalo, who's the sixth seed. So you would have knocked Buffalo right. out because you beat them head to head, and you be you be in the playoffs. So you technically still had a had a shot. You lost that Chicago game. Word came out about Marvin. You lost. You got annihilated in that Minnesota game. Y'all quit against Chicago, by the way. Yeah. Oh, they quit against Minnesota. They, they didn't even show up against Minnesota. They quit against right. Chicago. Right. I don't know what the hell they did there in Minnesota. That was just ridiculous. So I think after that Minnesota game. They walked into that Detroit game, and if they would have got stomped or even lost to Detroit and then turned around and lost to Baltimore, who has something to play for, I do not believe Marvin Lewis will be back. The reason why I say that Mm. is less about Mike Brown and more about Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis, Mm. during if you looked at him during that Minnesota game, he he looked like a beaten man. Mm. He he looked like I have done – Everything that I possibly do, and it's not enough. It's not enough. I can't compete. This team can't compete with me, and it's time for me to move on. And I legitimately think three weeks ago that those reports were genuine, those reports were true. I think Marvin was genuinely ready to be like, okay, I have lost this team. They're not playing for me. I think Marvin is very much so a player's coach. I think players play right. for him. And he felt like at that point in time, I've lost them. I can't motivate them anymore. It's time for me to go. And unfortunately for those who wanted a change, mm-hmm. the players worked their tails off with a ton of injuries and beat two teams who were playoff bound, and all they had to do was beat the Bengals. And they couldn't do it, mm. either one of them. Right. And to right. me, and the that, guy won't go in, 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 in Detroit. Right. No, absolutely. Caldwell's got to go. But I, but, but I think yep. that signaled to Marvin that he still had this team and that he still had those veterans and that support from his players. Like He's always going to have support from Mike Brown. He knows that. Right. But Marvin Marvin needed support from his players. And after those two losses to Chicago and Minnesota, I think he felt like he lost that. And was and it'd be like you and I talking and be like, Man, you know what? I don't think these guys wanna play for me anymore, Burks. I think it's it's pretty I think I'm pretty much done, man. If they don't want to play for me, yeah. it's tough for me to come up here and try and coach them. And then and then you yeah. go to to you know, rap report or you go to to Schefter and it's like yeah man I talked to Marvin I don't think he coming back dog like I 
I just don't feel it. Like, yeah, okay, cool. And then it's reported that Marvin's going to leave. That's probably how it happened. But then all of a sudden, you beat Detroit, and then not only do you beat Detroit, you beat one of your primary rivals in Baltimore who's trying to go to the playoffs, and all they got to do is beat you. Man, now you say, whoa, whoa. now players want to play for me. Veterans are coming out and saying how much they think it's a bad move to replace Marvin. We want Marvin to come back. He's my coach. He's my dude. I'm re-energized. I'm reinvigorated because they want to play for me, and I'm a player's coach. So if if I can get a couple of things in the negotiation process, I think I might be back. There you go. There you go. You know, let's just put it this way. Well, at any rate, I'm going to change the tenor of the conversation. you have a time, time for a few minutes to talk about the NFL walk on weekend? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right, cool, cool. Well, I'll make it quick for you. I know you're a family man at all. Um, once again, y'all, this is my man, Andre Edwards, member of Houday Nation, extolling all things anti-Marvin sports. Um, about the NFL walk-off weekend, um, quickly, who like who you have in, in all four games that you ever get to, uh, to, to think ahead yeah, outside right. of this bad news about Marvin Lewis? Yeah, right. Um, as much as I, I love the <laughs> Buffalo Bills – fans and everything they've done for the, the Andy Dalton and uh, his wife foundation. Like, I think that's mad cool. Right. Like, I, yeah. mad, mad props to them for, for doing what they've done. Kudos. Um, I think Jack, the, the Jaguars are just a better team. That defense is nasty. And for some strange reason, Blake Bortles has actually known, uh, learned how to throw a forward pass. So, um, that's you know, you, <laughs> yeah, right. You put him with, with Fournette. And that defense, I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be too tough for Buffalo to overcome, um, yeah, especially with uh, McCoy with a gimpy, you know, ankle right. or knee or whatever. Same thing. Yeah, that, that that's not that's not good for me. Um, Kansas City got finally got their act together. Um, you know, they started the season. Time, red, red hot. <laughs> I know, right? So, they, but they started the season red hot, and then I don't know if Andy or uh, excuse me, Andy Reid decided to get cute. And go away from what was working. Like Kareem Hunt was tearing up the league, and Alex Smith was throwing the deep ball better than he had all his entire career. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's play Sharkandrick West and start throwing dink and dunk passes to wide receivers you've never heard of before. And it was like, wait, wait, what are, right. what are you doing? Once they finally decided to get back to what they were doing in the beginning, they seem like a pretty formidable team again. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what we should have been doing the whole time. Um, right. So I, I, I got Kansas City over over Tennessee. I don't trust Marcus Mariota yet. <clears throat> um, you know, I think he's I think he's still a, a year or two away from from taking that next step. Um, mm-hmm. I I, I like. Uh, I if if I'm gonna pick an. I don't know, man. If I'm going to pick an upset, I think I'll probably go uh, Atlanta over the Rams, just just from Ooh, an experience standpoint. Uh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I love McVay. Uh, I love what the Rams are doing. Uh, I hate that they got Andrew Whitworth, but damn, that was a good ass pickup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but if the 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 flying the ointment is just experience, right? So Atlanta knows how to play in right. a big game. They've done that. They've been there, done that. And there's always something weird about the first time that you're on the big stage. 
And yeah. while I think while I think it's the Rams trip. might be yeah yeah while I think the Rams might be the better team overall, it, that experience it plays a role. So I would go Atlanta over the Rams, and then I'm a uh, I'm gonna take the the Saints and that two headed monster that they got in in the running game. Good Lord, have mercy! Fifteen hundred yards from scrimmage for for two running backs. Good God, man! Mm-hmm. And you got Drew Brees taking right? the ball. Like goodness gracious, I just don't know that Carolina can score enough to match what the Saints can do. So I, I agree with that. that. And plus, Cam looked horrible against the Falcons. He just looked yeah. horrible. You and I could have done better yeah. than Cam did. Thirteen of what is it? Thirty? Was it thirteen of thirty? Some shit like that for like under 150 yards and three picks, only one touchdown. Yeah. He looked bad. I watched that game. He, he looked terrible. Yep. It, it, it's just he, he. I don't see him. I, I see New Orleans whooping Carolina for a third straight time. And I, I agree with you. As much as I love the Rams, and how about this for a bizarre NFL season? You have the Rams, the LA, they rest back in L.A. first of all. Secondly, they host right. a playoff game. And then you have the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the damn division for a change, hosting the <laughs> playoff game against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's pandemonium. It's like a throwback. It's like a throwback. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. And then the Vikings getting a – First round buy. That's that's even more crazy. But I mean, Yo, you, know, the Vikings, you know, the thing is, the Vikings that are scary. They are, the they Vikings are. are scary. They, they got a hell of a defense. They they are, and that quarterback's playing out of his mind. But I mean, going like just going through the walkout weekend right quick. I have um, Saints. I agree with you on the Falcons. I love the Rams. The Rams is a great story, but I think yep. they're just too inexperienced. I mean, they're, they're a year ahead of schedule, but they're going to yep. have a hell of a year yet next season. Um, then, as much as I love Buffalo, I, I really love Bills fans. I love Bills Mafia. They are great fans. Great fans. Yep. As, you, as, you, as you saw when they contributed $17, that 17 represents the, 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 the last the, 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 the years they've been missing the play. The, the, their playoffs for this year to Andy Dawson's foundation was mad cool. And I, I would love yep. to see the story could like continue into the, into the divisional round. I just don't see it without Shady McCoy against Jacksonville's defense. Oh, my God. Right. So, I think it's going to be yep. very competitive. I think Buffalo will be excited. But I think that that, that defense in Jacksonville is, is too nasty. And yep. they'll win in spite of Blake Bortles. Um, and, 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 and as far as the other game, and, you know, Tennessee's back in the plus, too. That's that's even weirder. I mean, Kansas City's on the one watch show, like, over, uh, Titans, yeah. over the, uh, the Titans. They shouldn't be. I'd be shocked if they if the Titans finish within 15 points. That's how big it is. I would agree. Um, I would agree. The, the, the Chargers. Yeah, so there you go. So, one last thing before I let you go. You watched the college football playoff, I'm sure, this past weekend, right? So, uh, this past month, I should say. So, first of all, is 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 having Alabama and Georgia compete for the national title? Is this cool, cool, bad for college football? Because hell, they got the top four teams right, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, just just just, just take care of business, Ohio State. But but but, uh, uh, right. but uh, how do you yeah, feel? Don't, about don't get not by Iowa. You you are you right there, right? So exactly. I, I look at it exactly. I look at it this way: if okay, it, it all depends on what you consider bad for college football. So, quote, unquote, bad for college football. Gotcha. 
if you can right. if you consider you know people being pissed, people being you know talking about it and bitching about it, and you know SEC yeah. bias and you know all this other stuff, and on the flip side yeah. of that is. We told y'all the SEC was the best and yada 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 blah 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 blah. If you think that's bad, then yeah, this is a this is terrible. Like this is terrible. But <laughs> if you think that any press is good press, yep, and it just it causes people to tune in, it causes people to watch, it causes people to talk about it, it causes people to tweet about it, and Instagram and Facebook and. It's generating that buzz. If you see that as a good thing, then this is fantastic. It couldn't have happened any better. Exactly. Because but you know what happened the last time? Um, right. Sorry. You know they got they got their tails kicked in in all these bowl games, and everybody talking right. about oh the Big Ten this the Big Ten is great. Look how crappy the <laughs> SEC is. But when it came down to the two biggest games that there are to be had, they won both of them. Right. Convincingly in Alabama's case. So, um, but but I was going to say, remember the last time we had two SEC teams in the title game? You had changes in the in the in like 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 a like like a in the uh, national championship discussion. You went from the BCS yeah. to the fourteen playoff. I'm I'm hoping and praying they don't extend it. I'm hoping and praying they don't expand the field. I don't need it to be like the NBA. I want to see the best what? of the best. I don't need Wild UCF deserves a shot. UCF. UCF. I'll give you that. Dude, dude. You know what? I, I've long said this, okay? Let's just get, let's just get it out and open right quick. And I promise I'll make this quick. Um, I've always said, while I'm against expansion, if you're going to expand it, if you want a true playoff, if you want a true inclusive playoff, make it ten teams so so it could be five power fives and five Cooper five conference champs to go at it. That's the true yep. playoff. If you want to extend it, make it ten, make it inclusive for all the FBS conferences, group of five, power five to compete. Otherwise leave the damn thing alone. I mean, I don't want to see any wild cards in it. It makes the cost ball season regular season that much more exciting in my opinion because you're talking about okay who's who's in who's out who's out who's in who's out week after week after week after week so i don't think it's broken we all know what happened last time you know jim delaney started bitching about shit and we got the point yep. uh but no, <laughs> so that's the, only, what the only beef the only beef i do have the with the current situation is that mm-hmm. it is clearly skewed towards the Power Five conferences. And oh, while I don't I, yeah. I, I, I don't think UCF is beating any of the top four. I don't think. Now, you know, you let them play and right. you, you see what happens. But I don't think right. UCF is beating any of those four teams, nor are they beating Ohio State, in my humble opinion. So, but right, right. with I that being that. said, like, we don't even have a shot. We don't have a shot. We don't have a, we don't have a chance because, one – Power mm-hmm. five conferences won't schedule us. Right. Right. That's so, very true. You know, if I'm, I can go to Florida and say, hey, we're Central Florida. It's 
it, we can make this a little once a year thing. You play at our place, we play at your. Uh, no, we're good. No, mm-mm. because what we don't want to do in the Power Five conference is to slip up and lose to somebody called UCF. Nope, we're not doing that. So now I'm stuck because you won't play me. I play everybody who's on my schedule. I go undefeated, and I don't have an opportunity to play for anything else. So right. to me, I would be I would be at least open to having a flexible schedule. So so let's say, all right, we got our power, you know, we got our top four, and then you go to, to a wild card of, of two more teams. One of those two mm-hmm. at least has to be a non power five school. Oh yeah, I agree. Whoever the top I agree, especially five the Throw them in the field. They have to be in the field. Right. At least give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're not in the Power Five conference, it's almost like it doesn't even matter because you're never going to get moved up far enough in the polls because every week. So so say you're 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 the American Conference, and you're Cincinnati, yes. and just because I'm I'm familiar with that team, I like that team. I root for that team. But every week you're playing Memphis. You play. You know, a South Florida, you play Central Florida, uh, who happened to be good the last couple of years, but were kind of crappy before that. Uh, you play Temple, you play UConn. I mean, every week you're not really playing anybody. So right. if all of those teams <laughs> are in your conference, but you're not really getting quote-unquote credit for that, how, can, how do I get an opportunity to play in a bowl game, in a big bowl? Go give me Liberty Bowl. Right. I want to play in a Sugar Bowl. I want to play in a Fiesta Bowl. I want to play in a Rose Bowl. But I can't do that because you've basically locked me out by saying I'm not in the Power Five Conference. It's a cartel, bro. It's a cartel. Absolutely. It's the have-nots. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the ultimate caste system. College, it's college sports. It's the ultimate caste system. Um, but, yeah. All right, man. We can do this all, all right, night, bro. but I know. You know what? We're, I'm I'm sleepy as hell. I know you're sleepy too, but fun, dude. Really? Hey, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tradition, dog. It's a tradition. Okay. Oh, hey, it's all good. Hey, hey, um, hey uh, tell your wife and say hello. High five your sons for me, man. I appreciate it, man. It's been too long. Anytime, my Let's do it again. Anytime. Yes, sir. All right, all right peace. Oh, 06, that's my guy, Andre Edwards, member of Houda Nation. Sad Bingo fan. But anyway, this has been a fun-ass podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it, too. This is Scott Burks, the Clown Hour, signing off. Oh, six. Good night.